Mm. It's because of all the talent, Nadia. It's all of just the, the brain, creative energy, energy that's coming through. Coming up, P&G announced their US media agency winner. We look at a Group M Channel 4 deal in the UK, and we're going to leave you with our word of 2016. Okay, coming up in episode 5 of ID.com's Media Snack, we are going to review the announcement by P&G. They've now appointed their media agency in the US. We'll discuss the recent Group M Channel 4 deal. Yep. And we will wrap the year with some thoughts going into next year. All in the time it takes to eat a sandwich. A turkey sandwich. Turkey sandwich. So... Uh, P&G, one of the world's largest advertisers, uh, earlier in the year announced that they were pitching their North American business, and they hadn't done so for a long, long time. Um, as we've referenced before, this has been a massive year for agency pitches. We've been involved in quite a lot of them. Um, P&G is the last really kind of mega pitch of the year to be concluded. Um, and we were talking last week about the publicist restructure, and we're anticipating at that point the PNG result. And it obviously came out two hours after we edited the last video. Uh, perfect timing. So um, we wanted to address that now. Yeah. So, I mean, a massive announcement because they've uh, completely uh, separated themselves from their publicist relationship. Um, which may have been something to do with the publicist media reorganisation, maybe. Or not. Or not, we'll see. Um, and announced that they were handing the business uh, almost in its entirety to Omnicom, which previously had been a relatively small right. or, or even non-incumbent on the business in the US. That's right. So this is, this is the long-awaited conclusion of the biggest uh, review of uh, 2015. Mm. So P&G, the biggest advertiser in the world, uh, in North America, invest $2.6 billion on advertising. Mm -hmm. And they hadn't reviewed their, their media agency re relationships in almost two decades, so 18 years. Mm -hmm. uh, the pitch began in May, and uh, the result came through last Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, the big winner, uh, or the big winners, uh, are Omnicom Group and Cara. So yep. they have consolidated the business in OMG and CARA. The big loser, of course, is SMG, mm. who had been the long-standing incumbent, and with the exception of a few brands, um, will have no longer any key media planning or buying responsibilities. So that mm. is an enormous blow to not only SMG, but publicists. Mm. Um, uh, income losses are being estimated at between 50 and 100 million going in next year. Ouch. So that is, a, that yeah. is a, a real kind of Christmas present. And that comes on the back of uh, just a, a pretty bad summer for publicist media in the US, having lost Coca-Cola, another kind of stellar piece of business. Mm. Um, and also last week we heard the uh, L'Oreal US business, again, a $2 billion plus investment in the US um, had been taken out or the planning responsibilities taken out of publicist media agencies. So all in all, it's about a $4 billion billing loss uh, in total. It's got to stick. And, uh, you know, perhaps that has been a driver or a consideration um, for the reorg of publicist media that we've been discussing uh, last week and then and subsequently. And, and there have been some great comments come from Mark Pritchard at P&G. So typically, 
after a pitch has concluded, we, we often get these very anodyne uh, comments from the client side saying, you know, we thank our mm. previous agencies and we're excited about the new relationship. But he's been very explicit about, yeah. uh, you know, what, what they found interesting about this new yeah. agency offer. So Mark Pritchard, uh, P&G's global brand officer, arguably the most uh, influential marketeer uh, mm. in the industry at the moment. Uh, was quoted as saying at the conclusion of the review that uh, Omnicom and Cara uh, came out with superior and proven performance in uh, data and analytics, Mm. media planning and buying, talent, innovation Mm -hmm. and financial value. So essentially it ticks. Kind of everything. Everything everything that you kind of need. I mean a massive endorsement to the winning agencies Mm. Um, and I think probably uh, equally a deflating uh, post-mortem on uh, on SMG's performance. Yeah, yeah. And we'd expect P&G, given their scale and given actually their very deep resources in terms of media talent in the business, P&G have historically really invested in having a lot of control of media themselves. So very good people, lots of people managing media, overseeing media, uh, and they are famous for controlling a lot of their own digital media buying, so they do that themselves independently. Uh, And we'd anticipate that P&G really probably have set a new benchmark for how to work with an agency. They've probably designed a new blueprint, I think, for how to operate with new types of media agencies. They've certainly stretched the capabilities of, of Omnicom from what we hear, and there's talk about the Omnicom group now setting up uh, a third media agency network, um, which interestingly is rumoured to is going to be led by uh, Scott Hegdon from uh, from Analect, which is their data and technology business. Yeah. So perhaps even designing a new type of agency blueprint as a result of this, and that will be yeah. a really exciting thing because you know it's only companies like P and G uh, at that kind of scale that can really bust open the current agency model yeah. and design something really new and fit for purpose. Absolutely. And, and I think the, the message that is being sent out, certainly by P&G, is that they are driving superior capability mm. and consolidation. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, um, that's a brilliant message to go into 2016. Good. So we're excited to see how that evolves and actually what Omnicom are going to do now with this great new responsibility. The second story that we're going to review today is the news that Group M have agreed uh, a two-year deal with Channel 4. Mm-hmm. The deal is worth uh, £500 million over two years. Yep. And as part of that deal, uh, Channel 4 will be taking on board some of the programming that has been developed by Group M Entertainment. Yep. An interesting uh, arrangement. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean... It made big headline news in the UK. Channel 4 is one of the largest terrestrial broadcasters that we have here. And uh, Group M and Channel 4 have had a, a bumpy relationship over the last few years. So that in two years ago, there was a, a big standoff between these two. Yeah, that's right. Um, the thing that concerned me a little bit about this announcement was that there was this content component of, of the deal. So... Um, you know, the idea of a trading operation like Group M, who represent a big chunk of advertiser billings here in the UK, uh, pre-committing in advance for two years uh, their clients' money concerns me in two ways. One is that 
how do they know uh, exactly what their clients are going to want to be buying in a year or 18 months time? They won't know what their clients are. They don't necessarily know what their clients are. So, you know, of course, some of their clients are in currently in, in pitches, right? Mm-hmm. They might have uh, actually less clients than they think they might do in, in two years time. Who knows? Um, so, I mean, that's treating really media as a big kind of bulk commodity buy, which, uh, you know, I would caution, I'm not sure if that's how much in the interest of the advertiser mm-hmm. that kind of deal is. But the other thing that, that concerned me was this, compo- this content component, uh, because Channel 4 have agreed to buy programming content from Group M. Um, now, the thing that's what's slightly concerning about that is that, that we don't have any transparency and we're unlikely to get any transparency about what Channel 4 are actually paying for that content. Um, now, that could run into the millions, tens of millions uh, of pounds worth of content, um, and I suspect will fall out of the scope of the traditional media audit, mm. which means that there's a financial con- well, there's a consideration as part of this deal, um, which you know, potentially could be overpricing content in order to incentivize Group M to make this giant half a billion pound commitment uh, on a trading side. Um, and that's worrying, I think, from an advertiser's point of view. But I mean, from a, from a, how do you see that as a, yeah. as a client? Because you don't get that visibility of the deal. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> uh, I'm slightly less cynical about the deal, perhaps, than you are. Um, if I was in a client role at the moment, uh, I would want to know that this is the best deal for me. Okay, mm. so how Group M managed to organise that deal, frankly, is down to their trading directors. Mm. I want to know that this is an improved performance or an improved trading deal for me moving forward. What I would want to be convinced of is that Channel 4's role on my schedule is fully justified. Yeah. So as long as I can see a, 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 a reasonable media argument for Channel 4's role and position on my schedule uh, and the financials make absolute sense and that my planning team can justify uh, its inclusion, mm. then uh, I may not have the kind of concerns that you have. Yeah. I think the crux of the matter is that if I have a contractual uh, relationship with Group M, as a client, as a client, yeah. a commercial contractual relationship with Group M, then I think the deal would become far more transparent. Mm. If my contractual relationship was at a agency network level, mm. without any vis- visibility at a group level, yeah. then um, perhaps I would be slightly more concerned. Yeah, because you wouldn't you wouldn't be obligated to get any visibility of actually the terms that Group M absolutely. Have I would I would have absolutely no right to visibility at that group level. Yeah. Uh, discussion. Yeah. Um, alternatively, I may want to have conversations directly with Channel Four. Yeah, which we increasingly encourage. And in, and in this example, I mean, we would actively encourage advertisers uh, or clients of Group M to uh, certainly the bigger ones who represent the bulk of this deal to to have that direct dialogue with yeah. with Channel Four to understand really the value for them that's coming out of this commitment. Mm. There's nothing wrong per se in a long-term commitment if it's in the interest of all parties. Um, but I think just to get more visibility and transparency over what value that content mm. makes up as part of that commitment, um, I think will be important for advertisers next year. Yeah, and this goes beyond just uh, broadcast partners. I mean, we encourage our clients to have uh, dialogue or relationships with all of their key vendors, yeah. both from a tech perspective, but also from a, yeah. from a, a, a broadcast. Exactly. Perspective. And we're facilitating those conversations, yeah. which I think is really very important. Um, good. So... I, 
I understand what you're saying about wanting to then validate the role that Channel 4 inventory might play on your media plan, yeah. right, to make sure that that's robust. But what's the impact of a deal like this on your commercial position with the agency and the guarantees that they've made on their media pricing? Yeah, and I think that this is a, a slightly more complicated and... Uh, too complicated for me, is that what you Certainly saying? too complicated okay. for you, but a more intriguing kind of question, because I'd be going to my media auditing company or partner yeah. and asking them how, uh, how accountable would my agency be yeah. given that part of this deal in theory is about exchanging money for uh, programming yeah. and how does that impact the, the trading position that I have yeah. with Group M or Channel 4 Good. I think we should ask Alex Let's ask Alex Traditional analysis and benchmarking uh, and auditing of these trading deals um, are increasingly uh, not able to capture all of the elements of the commercial transaction that's happening between uh, the media trading group, and the yeah. agencies and the media owners on behalf of the advertisers. So as a client, what are the three things that I should be now asking? Well, quite simply, number one, are you getting your fair share of the entire value equation in that transaction? Number two, do you as a client internally have the right checks and balances in place to have an objective uh, media plan? Yeah. Uh, and three, a perfect opportunity to open up direct dialogue with media owners like Channel 4. Fantastic. It's really good advice. Mm. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, so uh, some very good advice there. Yeah. Good. Feel reassured as a client? I do feel reassured. Good. I feel now uh, confident going into next year. Oh, good. good for you. You know, follow Alex's advice, be yeah. proactive, ask the right questions. Um, and, and that's been a rallying cry for us throughout the, you know, the five now media snacks that we've done, but yeah. generally with all, with all the clients that we work with, is just enabling them to take a bit more control and responsibility of their media budgets. Yeah. And so I think that's our word for next year, we're not going to give a whole bunch of predictions for 2016, other than to say, control is the word. Absolutely. Um, and so you'll hear a lot more about us, uh, about that from us uh, going into next year. So, uh, so how was your year? It's really good. This is the end. This is the end of Media Snack for 2015. So, what do you want to say? Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a it's been a brilliant year. 2015 yeah. was uh, unprecedented in many ways. Uh, exciting, challenging, uh, you know, 30 billion in play, uh, ad blocking suddenly is getting everybody excited, mm. uh, you know, a, a new order of uh, global media agency uh, rankings mm -hmm. is in play, uh, agencies are reorganizing themselves to, to, to cater and to compensate yeah. for wins and losses for next year. Um, I think it's been an amazing year. Uh, and. But I'm particularly looking forward to 2016. Yeah. I mean, media is now, you know, really on the agenda for marketers, finance, procurement, um, which is really exciting because we think media is exciting. It's a massive driver for potential growth. Loads of brands going into 2016 with massive ambitions. Um, and media is going to be a very exciting part of that. The agency landscape, as you say, is shifting to, to uh, themselves to that new blueprint and yeah. they're setting those new standards. Um, and then we've also got the exciting prospect of the ANA study to be published That's next absolutely, year, absolutely. Um, you know, which might again, you know, cause some rearrangement perhaps of, of the way marketers currently engage with media. So 
Uh, it's been great. We've had a really fun year. We have. Looking forward to the next one. Um, that's it for now. Uh, wishing you all the best for the holiday season. Merry Christmas. <laughs>